Fixing lies in rock and roll. Boop, 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 boop. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Facts and Lies and Rock and Roll. It's me, your host, Planty, and I'm welcoming Chris from the Weird Thing About That podcast. Hello, everyone. Oh, hello. Very good. Thank you. How are you? Very well, indeed. Absolutely delighted uh, that you've brought a song for us today. Now, this I'm is the all first, about. Uh, sorry, this oh, is the first. Uh, it's the first podcast I've ever guested on on my own. All right, okay. Yeah, my other friends to hold my hand. Chucky, so, yeah. all right, no okay. Chucky, no I'm, I don't want him on this. So just, just, just tell it, tell him for me to fuck off. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> but you, you've bought for us this week a song I absolutely love. I'm so excited about this, Chris. You've bought Megan Trainers all about that bass. Now tell us, what made you bring this basic white bitch song today? It all comes because I have an absolute dump truck arse. Right. Uh, so I connect with it on a deep personal level. <laughs> Apparently so. Is that what that song's about? Is it about having a I big assume bottom? so. Yeah. Why do we need that song when the Queen's... Qu- the Queen. The, it's the Big Queen. Bottom Girls. You'll make a rocking world go round. I don't know. When Queen's Big Bottom Girls. Bicycle race. I don't know. I don't know. I have had whiskey. <laughs> it has been good. Chris, what song have you bought for us, girlfriend? I have bought Original Prankster by The Offspring. Yeah, son. Sometimes somebody brings a song and I can just fucking picture it before. Like, I know every bit of the song before I even replay it again for me. So I am well into this. Why did you bring this? Yeah, I bought this song even though it's not a song, admittedly, that I, I even really listen to anymore. And it, I wouldn't even say it's on the, the best album because everyone knows that's Smash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But it was a very, very um, sort of pivotal song for me. I, I, I can pinpoint the moment it literally sort of changed the path my life went on. Wow! Wow! I <laughs> Which I can't say expecting this from so. the fourth Offspring album. <laughs> <laughs> so, year is 2000. Uh-huh. I am a bright-eyed uh, 12-year-old. Okay. Lying in bed on a Saturday morning watching uh, it, SMTV Live when, when Ant and Deck was still somewhat tolerable uh, before they became massive arseholes. Drink driving, crashing cars, <laughs> getting paid a million for it. Yeah, I don't mention it, but I've got a real fucking problem with that. Yeah. So, yeah, still lying in bed after that uh, goes off. Uh, CD UK. Oh, CD UK, yeah. And, yeah, they came on playing original Prankster. And, and it was just like a, a light bulb moment because this was the first time I realised that that, uh, this is no slight on my mum and dad but the the music we grew up listening to was was pretty radio friendly so this this is the first sort of time I realised that music can have a bit of sort of noise and edge like attitude to it It, even though you know looking back now it's it's quite tame and it is still radio friendly rock but as a 12 year old this this was like wow what is this so I went out that same morning into town and bought um, bought the single on CD, and then it, it played the song, repeated it a few times, and then, and then the, the B side came on, and I think it was "Staring at the Sun" live, which is from an earlier album, and, and that and that had even more speed and, and edge and, and aggression. And then I was like, "All oh, right, that's it." So then I went 
back out the very same day, I think, I, I bought the whole album. Um, actually, no, I, I bought, I got it from a, a friend's brother who worked in Music Zone. Oh, That's I remember funny. Music Zone. Wow, he, yeah. He, he, he was sort of the, the loser brother that we thought was cool when we were 12 and he was 18 because he had like the neon posters in his bedroom and <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, and he worked at Music Zone and he had a promotional copy of the, the album, so I got that off him. Um, and yeah, I listened to that to, to death. And then I, I ended up booking tickets to the Conspiracy of One tour, which was the second gig I ever went to um, the, the, the first one was me and my sister who was uh, four years older than me both spotty teenagers went into to town to watch a Nirvana tribute act alright cool yeah I mean the, they couldn't afford to smash their instruments up at the end <laughs> but they snapped a few strings just to show that the hearts Aww, were <laughs> now you're talking so yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so we went to the, the Conspiracy One tour, and there they, they, they were supported by uh, AFI. Uh, do you remember uh, who else they were supported by, Chris? Because I, I do, because I was... It, it was um, A. It was A, who are easily one of my favourite bands of all time. Do you know I what hard it is love a. a on Spotify, though? Oh, yeah, it's really difficult to find A on Spotify. It's much easier today than it was about five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I have every A album. I have signed posters. I have all sorts. I fucking love A, and there will be an A episode, listeners, at some point coming up. Uh, probably. Um, yeah. There's there's probably quite a few songs I'd like to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I, I I think you knew when I mentioned AFI when we talked on the last episode of this, yeah that that's but, what I was going to come up with. Yeah. But this was AFI when they were sort of still good. Yeah, they were really emo-y. Yeah, they, they were still into no, some of really, no, they were really hardcore, and then they got really emo-y, and my sister liked them when they got emo-y, right? Yeah, they had a turning point, I think around 2002, mm. maybe, where it went very um, overproduced emo-y stuff, but before yeah. that, they had very, like kind of a sort of, in the vein of like Misfits, punky horror, goth. Yeah, 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 because um, I uh, saw them. And thought, eh, this isn't really for me, but um, you know, it's a fucking gig. I'm going to enjoy it. And then they they were played on the radio like a year or two later. I was like, no, 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 that's not them. No, how many bands are there called AFI? Yeah, yeah. Turns out there's only one. Like the fucking Highlander, except there's two Highlanders. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh... Went and saw this the, the the band live, and then that that was sort of the point. I was like, right, I I want to learn an instrument now. Oh wow! Um, right, okay. Yeah, so I started playing the drums. Um, so I learned the drums. Started like a sort of a, a garage band, uh, like a pretty much a Nirvana ripoff, really, like a grunge. <laughs> we used to cover Mud Honey, um, nice. uh, Sonic Youth, Nirvana stuff like that in a in a garage, just just. Made a load of noise. Got a couple of noise complaints. One of them, we 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 ha- we put in a little frame hung on the wall. Oh really? Oh, that's so cool. That's so <laughs> fucking rock and roll. <laughs> For a fifteen-year-old, it, it certainly was. No, I, no but, I'm forty-two, and I'd love one of those noise complaints. But I just it 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 affected who I hung out with because you know I was hanging around with with the band members and other rock fans, and because it, high school is very clicky. You know, you have. It was very much the Scallies and the Moshers, yeah, and the Normies, yeah. 
you know, so if you listen to one rock song and you like it, you get lumped in with them, and then that's who you end up hanging out with, and you know, the the, the people who are in the band and their friends as well. And um, so, like, like my long suffering wife, we met because she was part of a a, a rock group too, you know, and all, all connected through through that. Um, I mean, cool. the the jobs I got after college were music based. So I, I confused music shops with having anything to do with actually liking music. <laughs> As we all did. Yeah. We'd all read High Fidelity. We'd all seen yeah, the film. Seen High Fidelity. Yeah, and and then then you, you kind of realise, you know, you might as well be putting bananas on a shelf. Mm-hmm. As every, a CD, because it doesn't matter. You don't to listen to it anyway, and, yeah. and the stuff that they play in the shop is mostly just radio friendly, top forty stuff. There's there's one of each of the Rob and the other guy uh, who the, the the bald guy in the thing in in the film mm. uh, from High Fidelity that work at the thing, and everybody else is a Barry. Everybody else is a Jack Black. Right, yeah. that's the key thing to remember. The thing everyone else is a Barry doesn't give a fuck about good music, just likes what they like and just listens to what they listen to. Yeah, it's like HMV. They don't give a shit about films. They are not interested in films. They just want to be paid, and that's okay. And and that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember I probably stayed in retail a little bit too long before I got a, like a, a different job away from the general public, which was so much better for. <laughs> did, you, did you lose your rag at somebody trying to buy a copy of I Just Called to Say I Love You as well? <laughs> oh, I lost my rag a lot of times. I'd, I ended up working in the traffic centre, which had a lot of like empty back storerooms that no one ever went in. And the amount of times I would just walk in there and just sit down for an hour and just nice. rock back and forth. And then, yeah, <laughs> so I was like, right, I need out. So I got out of retail. But, but I, even, I got that job because I thought I love music so much. And, you know, that's the reason I took on music, music zone, HMV and all that um, before I went to working in what I do now. But um, it just seemed like the whole path that my life took was pretty much changed on that morning in bed watching that song on telly. And just just one, one wow. song. I don't even listen to it anymore, but um, I, I can say it's probably the song I can pinpoint of having the most overall impact on my life up to this point. That is a revelation that we haven't had on this show yet. And I, I, wow, I, I am taken aback. I mean, I, I have a slightly less revelationary um, song, and that was uh, Basket Case by Green Day. I listened to that at the age oh, yeah. of, I want to say 14. I want to say that came out in 94. Um, and I remember seeing that mm. on Top of the Pops. Top of the Pops. All right, Granddad. Uh, and. Um, and being absolutely blown away. And then a, a mate at school had Dookie on CD and he taped it for me. Um, and it was so short, mm. it went on one fucking side of a tape. You know, one side of a 90-minute <laughs> tape. So, um, And that was... I'd never heard music like that. When you think that... And even listening to, even listening to Dookie now, you think how fucking sanitised that, that really seems today in the likes of... And you've... Yeah. But as a fourteen-year-old who's never been subjected to that sort of thing before, it's yeah. it's like it's yeah, really it edgy drugs. and drugs. Cool. It mentions getting stoned. Yeah. It mentions going to see a psychiatrist. It mentions going to see a prostitute. Oh my goodness! I mean, we knew what prostitutes were. We grew up in Bradford, for fuck's sake, you know. But <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, but at no point 
did that lead me down the route in my life that I've got? And you, as a drummer, picked up because because of that. And arguably, drums aren't the overriding sound of the offspring either. No. And I think even the drummer left later on because he said yeah, I was, he was absolutely. just sort of tired of being treated as a drum machine. And a lot of the songs, you can tell a lot of the songs later on, he has lost a yeah. bit of the inventiveness he had in the earlier albums. Yeah. And he is exactly. just playing the standard punk beat. So, yeah, it isn't a very drum-led band. Um, mm. But I think oh, I just yeah. loved the way I, it looked when wow. I was watching it live. That, was a, that, was, a, that um, was a really good gig. I still remember that with some great fondness, with some great, great fondness. Uh, but there's, there's so much about this. that Do you know what? Arguably, not even the best, not even the best single off the album. I probably prefer "Want You Bad," <laughs> which I listen to a lot. No, uh, because there's some, there's a, there's just something with that. Yeah, that I, I love yeah. an alternative love song. I don't know, it's not really a love song, but I've always loved an alternative love song, and that's what that is. Yeah. Yes, I mean they also do a few other sort yeah. of darker alternative love song like "Me and My Old Lady," but. Um, but I know it's, it's a more poppy, yeah. happier, alternate, radio-friendly love song. But yes. uh, And they also, I think, Million Miles Away was, I think that was a single as well, yeah. which I think oh, is probably yeah, the, the best single um, on that I kind of saw this as the um, as, as the, the downward tra- trajectory of The Offspring, because I quite liked Americana, but Americana, whilst I think Americana had the hits, kind of the, 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 the pop hits, it was obviously mm. not, not as raw as Smash. Or you know, it's now the hombre, but it was certainly, yeah, it it, it it had it was featured in the film. So we we on hundred things we've film have done um, the faculty, and the faculty heavily heavily features at one point. Yeah. Uh, the kids aren't all right, which is a great great song, and right. you yeah. could probably maybe not entirely each of the cast of that song, but you can probably think of someone that you went to school with in your year who is one of those kids. You maybe were in a band yeah, thinking with about it now. Um, yeah. one of the, 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 the one who gets stoned all the time, plays, uh, pl- plays, plays guitar and smokes a lot of pot, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a guy in our farm who got put away for gun violence. <laughs> of course he did. He's fucking Manchester. Of course he did. <laughs> Says the man from Shottingham. Yeah. What do I know? <laughs> wow, right, okay. But yeah, I, for me, it, it's it's of that kind of age. And I was a little bit I was a little bit too young for I am I'm a little bit too young for for kind of early punk. Mm. I, early punk to me doesn't really do it too much. I, I kinda like kind of Susie and the Banshees, that that kind of yeah. stuff, but uh, and the Sex Pistols, I, I kind of liked until I realised what it actually was. Um, but I, I was never really into the Ramones until about five years yeah. ago, when I just I just got the Ramones, I just got yeah. it uh, in my thirties. But at the time, I was kind of like, "What is this? This is this is silly. This is this isn't this is like substandard." The Sex Pistols, but I, I didn't realise that that, and, and I must have had loads of arguments at college about how punk was British when it blatantly isn't British. <laughs> like punk, punk was adopted by us and bettered by us, mm. but but wasn't you know that 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 kind of thing was that the original punks yeah. 
I, I really were were the new wave of the kind of the seventies, yeah. like um, uh, Lou Reed example. You know, the the perfect. Anyway, look, I mean that's not what we're here. To talk about. I mean, I, I it, this kind of was like the gateway punk for me though, because I did have a bit in, in college and a bit after where I was heavily into sort of the eighties punk, like Dead Kennedys, um, Bad Religion. Um, people like that, even a bit of minor threat, yeah. stuff like that. But again, that was all because of the gateway radio friendly punk that, that got me into it. I think if I'd have heard uh, minor threat screaming at me that sat that Saturday morning in bed, I would have just turned it off. But <laughs> I needed, yeah, of course, I needed uh, easing into it a bit. But and then, hmm. um, but that's what it that's what it did for me. For me, so. Yeah, but like I say the earlier Offspring albums now I can still listen to, whereas anything really past Conspiracy I just don't bother with at all. So I don't think. I mean, I must have listened to them, but I couldn't even tell you the names of the ones past Conspiracy and one. I, I can't. Um, they did the. There might have been a single on that Greatest Hits album, but it's the same with Green Day. Mm. For me, Green Day died. An American idiot. Yes. In fact, I don't think I re. I, I think I don't think I like American Idiot as an album. You know, wait me over. Okay, great. I see what you're doing there. I I, I do understand it. But look, bring bring it back, bring it mm. back. And and if, if my sister said, my sister said to me a few years ago, we're going to go and see Green Day again. We're going to go and see Green Day again. Come on, come and see Green Day. No, Elizabeth, I'm not going to go see Green Day. I have a fantastic, wonderful, amazing memory of going to see them on Nimrod tour, where I stood next to England captain Stuart Pearce, uh, <laughs> which was really weird in double denim. Uh, I didn't bother him because it's not my style. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was absolutely a, a, a astonishingly good gig. Loved every minute of it. Uh, Billy Joe came out with uh, at the end just in a gold lame cod piece and nothing else. Uh, which was absolutely super, but I can't imagine him doing that now, especially knowing that there's a American. Is there an American idiot um, bullet something bullets whatever that album is called? Is there a musical of that? Is there a Green Day musical that I've imagined in a fever dream? It sounds like something they do now. That I think there is, and like uh, Spotify reminds me how much I love Green Day every now and again by popping up what their latest single is, and their last single was a cover of um, "That Thing You Do," which I only know as being the song from that fake band in that film, "That Thing You Do," as directed by Tom Hanks. I've not heard this. <laughs> You you must know it. Every time you do that thing, you do. All right. It's from like the early 2000s, probably the same time as this. And there's something about it. It's a really 60s kind of poppy kind of vibe. Mm. Green Day did a cover of it. I don't know why. I can't figure it out. I can't imagine it made them any money. What? What? So, yeah. So, Green, Green Day, I guess, hashtag get in the bin. This, however, going back to what you're here to talk about, Conspiracy of One, um, this single was released October 2000. Uh, I've got some chart records, which, you know, you listen to hundreds of things, you know much of a chart record. Uh, number five in Australia and Sweden, um, six in Portugal and the UK, uh, seven in Norway, um, 11 and 12 in Italy and Finland, respectively. Uh, 
Only 35 in the Netherlands. <laughs> uh, and number 70 in the USA. They didn't, the fuck are the US getting at? They didn't like the prankster. <laughs> they, did, they didn't like the prankster. <laughs> they didn't. Uh, I see there is no pleasing the Netherlands. <laughs> anyway, anyway. What is, what is this did, conspiracy of one? <laughs> <laughs> I'll start that accent. <laughs> oh, that's not a winner. <laughs> That's not a keeper. Um, right, uh, he got to platinum in Australia. To get platinum, 70,000 uh, units sold, apparently. Now, can we talk the video, by the way? We can. We can. I tell you what, I tell you, you what, must we, have seen that. I tell you, you what we can talk about. We can talk about the first five seconds of the video because that's all I've seen, and there's a reason for that. Because in oh. 2000, uh, the family computer wasn't up to much. And even though the com- <laughs> was it a gateway, <laughs> and, and even though the video was loaded on the disc, it yeah. was so laggy that all I could get to load was about the first five seconds of it. And I remember it being some kid putting a piece of shit on the floor or picking a piece of shit. Up, yeah. And then it cut off, and then the computer crashed. And that's all I've ever seen. And I've never actually gone back and you haven't the rest gone back of it. to watch this video online. You'd think I would have, being it. Oh. Coming on here and talking for 20 minutes about it, you'd think I'd have done a bit more. I, I mean, I would have expected uh, the, to the minimum that, but that's okay because this is your life. <laughs> that's all right, Chris. I'm going to run you through the video and uh, tell you all the things that happen in the video to an extent. So uh, you're right. It starts with, it, it actually starts with this kid. Um, he's doing some, he's doing the hacking He's doing the hacking for the city power and up pops behind him this fucking genie or this conscience or whatever it is. And it's Redman uh, who hasn't got any words in the thing. He doesn't do any rapping. He doesn't do any fucking freestyle or anything. Redman, of course, you know, probably from How High. Uh, you have seen that film. That's maybe a future Hundred Things episode. Uh, but Redman is just, he, he, he's there. He's in it. Um, and then it, it, it fast forward to exactly as you say, a child making a dog poo sandwich. Now, he makes this dog poo sandwich. He puts the, it's like a toasted cheese sandwich. He puts the poo on the bread. He puts what looks like, you know, ooh, 52 slices of American cheese. <laughs> 51. Uh, Homer, have you been up all night eating shit sandwiches? <laughs> I thought <laughs> I ironically, mean, dog poo can make kids blind. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. If this were a hundred things, we would be about six things down by now. Good work, sir. <laughs> Good work. Um, he serves it to dad, right? He serves this dog shit toasted cheese sandwich to dad. Dad looks fucking delighted and dad takes a bite and isn't very well. Now, here's my question. Should one of your lads serve you a dog shit sandwich, uh, what would be the punishment? Um, <laughs> On the spot? <laughs> Because you, you can't you can't beat them can't. like you used to be able to. You can't do it. You, you can't, can't do it anymore. You can't, no, you can't do anymore. it anymore. Not anymore. I wouldn't put child line fucking. An- I was going to say Anthea Turner. What's she called? I um over the teeth. Esther Ranson. You can't well, my <laughs> eldest would would never do that. He's a sweet boy, but I would I would certainly expect it from the younger one. Uh, oh. And so, yeah, you, you can't you just can't beat them anymore. So I think it would just have to be. Um, I just have to take his switch off him, his tablet off him, okay. no telly, because that he hates that. Um, so. No telly? Do kids still watch telly? 
That astounds me. Well, he me. watches Netflix. He has no concept of really what adverts breaks are and stuff okay. like that. They just watch, they watch wow. Netflix and Disney. What a world. What a world. They could not understand when we went on holiday once to a little lodge that only had free view. And they were like, put this on for me. I was like, no, I can't. It's just what's on telly. He's like, what do you mean it's what's on telly? But put SpongeBob on. I was like, I can't just put SpongeBob on. And, and he couldn't get his head around it. Wow. Okay. That's, yeah, that, I guess. And, and actually, we don't watch anything on terrestrial TV. We don't watch anything live unless it's football. If I watch football, mm. it'll be that. But we don't watch anything live. So even we will specifically wait an hour until after something's been live to watch it on the iPlayer and fast forward through. Yeah. Because, I don't know, because we're fucking weird. Like, we haven't even got an aerial. But that's not what we're here to talk about. The next section is a pervert science teacher. In fact, there's a, a lass, um, there's, a, there's a lad and a lass, and they're doing science things in this class. And the girl's got a skirt that is barely covers a bit. And she's pulling a, she's basically pulling a pants out of her ass, right? And for some reason, the science teacher drops a pen and thinks this is attractive. Now, I mean, it's slightly different because I've got a really hairy, fat ass, <laughs> right? But when I pull my pants out of my ass, it's not hot. I don't think any science teacher, no matter how perverse, would want to look at that, Chris, if I'm honest. Um, and then this this other this kid that's doing the thing with her takes the Bunsen burner and sets light to it and fries the teacher, which we all set light to the gas things on the Bunsen burner, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, like just the odd, but, the odd time. Yeah. yeah, but at no point, at no point did it ever make some sort of, you know, you get off of her, you bitch, kind of flamethrower from aliens, <laughs> you know, sadly. Disappointing me. Anyway, um, so there's pranks and there's just violence. It's not. But exactly, that's not what yeah. you would call it's a prankster. Like prank. No, sandwiches no. on the the borderline. But literally yeah. setting someone on fire is just grievous bodily harm. It's not pranks. <laughs> Correct. And we're we're saying this with middle aged men <laughs> eyes. I'm sure in our twenties and and teens we would have looked at this and gone, "God, he's the." Original prankster. <laughs> um, he then gets sent to the principal. You're in trouble, son. So he gets sent to the principal. Um, when he gets outside the principal's office, there's these two babes, uh, and they're waiting. They're obviously in trouble. They get called into the principal's office, but not before he's whispered into their ears some sort of conspiracy. Possibly of one. one. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when they go in, he waits a few seconds and then bursts in and they are topless, but obviously it's it's um, kind of, it's blacked out. We don't see that because it's on MTV. It's, it's you know, I want my MTV. Um, uh, and, and that's kind of like, again, that's not a, I don't think that's a prank. I think that's more seeing your principal end up in prison for the rest of his <laughs> life. Uh, where he was murdered, probably by a bloke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we're back to the hacking. Your boy doing the hacking. He's hacking into the power of the the towned power thing. And all all in the meanwhile, by the way, the band uh, on like some boardwalk playing. There's there's kids enjoying dancing, and there's skateboarders. Kick flipping and doing the one eighties over 
barrels, oil barrels for some reason, which they've just managed to get, uh, which don't strike me as the kind of thing you want to kickflip over. They seem very unwieldy to kickflip over and could probably roll which as roll, well. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, uh, well, look, I'm just thinking of your safety, kids. Um, and he's doing the hacking because we were all doing the hacking in the year 2000. We all saw hackers. We hack saws. Hack saws. We all, yeah, we saw hackers and we all bought rollerblades and sunglasses. We did. Exactly. It all happened. That's exactly what happened. Um, and he he hacks saws into the thing and the whole grid goes down and the rest of the, the video, uh, the, the next final 10 seconds, is the band doing what they were doing during the day, but doing it at night with flares and lights and things. And then for some very strange reason, some square, some fucking nerd, some nerdlinger, right? <laughs> this bra bomb better work, nerdlinger. Um, uh, gets hit by lightning, which is, of course, uh, perfectly acceptable. Uh, and the band think that's hilarious. And that's where it ends. And actually, what I will say is, re-watching this video, I remember thinking, cool, they're getting on a bit. When I was in my 20s, I remember thinking, oh, they're not half getting on a bit. God, look at Noodles. He, he's old, isn't he? He's got grey hair. But he has always looked like that. No, he never did, but he didn't have grey hair before. Now he's got he's got grey hair. He went salt and pepper, bang, grey hair. Um, and, and you're kind of like, oh, my God, he must have been really old. Probably in his early 30s. <laughs> yeah. Probably in his early 30s. <sighs> yeah. Yep. We lived too long, Chris. We've lived too long. It's just hubris at this point that we're still going. <laughs> it's all that's keeping us going. Exactly. Uh, well, hey, anything else to add to Original Prankster by The Offspring? I haven't. I haven't. I've said all I have to say about that song. <laughs> we've, we've said plenty. We have said plenty. Uh, fantastic. Chris, tell us where we can get you and your smashing podcast and those original pranksters that you <laughs> podcast with. Yeah, you can find me and my other pranksters at WeirdThingPod on Twitter. So come say hello. I said this at the end of the episode. I said, come and say hello. No one's ever come and said hello. So I'd, 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 um, I'd love to see someone come on and say hello. Just come and say come and say. <laughs> In public, like literally walk up to you in the street and go, hello, you would shit it. <laughs> I know I would. <laughs> no, even on Twitter. No one says hi. Okay. But, yeah, so, no, no one's listening. No. Yeah. Uh, at Weird Thing Pod on Twitter. Uh, and you can hear us on all the major podcast hosts. That's great. Uh, yeah, but listeners, Chucky's coming on next week to talk about uh, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. <laughs> it's his personal favourite. He's Diabloed super slow to it, uh, I'm led to believe. What what piece of music did he Diablo to? I might, must have missed this. It was AFI. Oh, was it really? <laughs> All right, okay. Unfortunately, off the emo album, but there's an intro track that's got like big boomy drums. It sounds a bit like the Terminator intro. <laughs> I, I wish it would be cool. I, I was involved as well in the music selection process, and we thought it would be cool for him to do it to, to that song, and that's what it was. Wow! And the and the and the chavs' minds were they blown. Were. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much. I don't, look, I've had so much fun. This has been great. It's been super. Uh, you're not coming back on, but it's been, <laughs> it's been brilliant. Uh, thank you so much for taking a, a night out to. Uh, to talk talk shit with us. Uh, oh, it is a listeners, pleasure. Of course, and you have to come on back on uh, our show at some point when we get going again. Yeah, 
So I was I was on your show talking uh, about uh, we're not we're not going to say the name of course but talking about celebrities yes. and about a uh, a Blackpool a, a world famous Blackpool celebrity uh, yeah uh, which was which was great and the kind of the the joke is that it leads up to what his name is if you've not listened go away and find that it's the it's the, the letter C celebrities fantastic uh, yeah thanks again Chris no worries at all thanks for having me. Sex and lies and rock and roll was very good indeed. <laughs>